Alrighty, we are back for another exciting edition of Cloverleaf, Leaf Radio. I'm the host of the most, the king of the quarantine, Jimmy Falcon, and we are back with another exciting guest. This one is very exciting. She is a very talented piano player, but you may know her best as also being the music director as well as a piano player on the legendary U.S. and U.K. game show, Whose Line Is It Anyway? It's an honor to welcome the multi-talented Laura Hall to the show. How are you, Laura? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be on the show. Well, how's how's everything been for you uh, in the last year with COVID? And I know that uh, at least to my uh, to my knowledge, who's line the reboot, uh, the restaging, however they put that, is uh, still on. Um, how has things been for you? Well, you know, uh, like everyone, all live performance just shut down entirely and uh in fact we were my husband and i teach a performing improv and we were up in seattle and um, mm. and portland and canada and we basically closed down everything including canada oh my goodness. last spring <laughs> they all closed down right behind us and we had all these bookings over the summer but anyway like everyone else we adapted primarily to zoom you know, so we've been teaching and doing improv on Zoom, which has been so interesting. But boy, do I miss live performance. I just miss it so much. I mean, I know we've had to adapt, and everyone has in all different ways. But man, I miss a live audience. Oh, I'm sure. it's It's got to be, especially for you guys that are out there all the time, in front of a live crowd, especially one that's as ecstatic and excited as the Who's Line crowd to just be not without that, it's especially as long as you have been a part of that show. Um, it's it's amazing to think about the whole world just shutting down for a year, and that's sadly what happened. Yeah, it is. It's 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 really crazy, <laughs> you know. And I yeah, and again, like I know a lot of people. Obviously, we're not the only ones, but uh, you know, the whole world closed down, but. Yeah, I uh, especially for improv, I think, because improv is so much about the connection between the players and then from the players with the audience. And, you know, trying to have that connection with your fellow players on Zoom, for example, is just a lot more challenging. Yeah, I was not the world's greatest student. I have ADD, ADHD, and I do not think there would be any chance in heck that I would be able to sit through a Zoom uh, being a child. Oh, yeah, for kids. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we were, you know, the, we've been, we were teaching improv mostly with adults, although I did work with a high school group. But yeah, to be for them to be on Zoom for like four or five hours a day doing regular classes, I don't know how they did it, and I don't know how the parents did it. Oh, yeah, it. I think it. I almost feel like it was probably harder on the parents because my girlfriend is a teacher. She teaches music at a Montessori school uh, here in Illinois, Central Illinois, and I think. I feel like it hit the teachers the hardest. Um, I don't know if it was because they had to be at home with the kids so much and um, maybe couldn't, well, of course they couldn't do the kind of teaching that was needed from the actual right. public school system, but I mean, the, the parents 
the you know rock and roll of this last year. Big big uh, props to the parents. Oh yeah, I'll bet. And the other thing that happened was that uh, both my husband and I, after spending a few months of just eating, drinking, and sleeping too much, um, we decided that we had to like do some creative projects on our own that we could do at home. Mm -hmm. So he started a podcast which he had been talking about doing for over a year. Nice. And, um, and I started working on some videos, some teaching videos for how to learn how to do what I do on Who's Line for the musician's side of improv, which I had also thought about doing and just never had the time for. And I was like, if I'm going to spend some time learning how to do something new, because I, there was a big learning curve with learning how to use the camera and all that, it's like, if I'm going to do, this is the time to do it. Rather than feeling sorry for myself, um, I should make use of this creative time. And so that's what I did. And actually, uh, the videos are almost done and getting ready to come out at the end of the month. That is so cool. I think it's been awesome how literally everyone who has any kind of hobby or a fun thing I like to do can have a podcast about it now. It's blown up so much that you can literally podcast about sewing or book collecting or uh, or interview Laura Hall. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I love it too, and I think it, um, it, it opens up sort of the individuality both of the listeners and of the people doing the podcast, and I think it's just so fantastic. Like, it is a way it is a way for us to be connected. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, going back to going to Who's Line, I guess, uh, all the skits that I've seen on all the episodes of Who's Line make me laugh, make the audience laugh, especially the hoedowns and the Irish drinking song, which you, of course, have a lot uh, to be a part uh, a big part of. Uh, being that the show is so funny and popular, do you have a certain skit that you remember as being hilarious, maybe versus some of the others? Oh my gosh, there's a lot of good ones. You know, and the funny thing is, I'll just say this, people oftentimes are like, oh, do you remember this episode with that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Most of it, I don't remember. The, I don't even remember it at the end of the night, what we did in the beginning of the night. Oh my goodness. Because while we're doing it, I'm so focused. I'm so in it. If we're improvising a song, I'm thinking about, you know, are, is, it, is it ready to end? Especially like a game like Greatest Hits. Are we headed to oh, the yes. end? Is there going to be a bridge? Does he want to do another verse? How, you know, there's so much going on that I, it almost doesn't register as funny. Do you know what I mean? Oh my because gosh. I'm, no, I'm I have no idea. I think it's all hilarious. But I mean, being well, that you're such a big part of it and have been and it takes so much to do what you guys do. I can see how it could be taxing, and at the end of the day, it's just kind of, you know, becomes part of a job. Well, I don't even mean it like that, that, like, it's taxing, because I love doing it. It's that, like, you're in this one moment, and then you let go of it and go on to the next one. Okay. So it's like part of it is to just, like, you let go of what you just did 30 seconds ago, because now you have to be in this moment. So, um, but then when I watch them afterwards, I'll be like, I laugh my butt off just like anyone else. But while we're doing that, uh, there it sort of becomes this weird blur. Um, okay, all that being said, I think some of my favorites were um, um, Richard Simmons 
just because he freaked the guys out so much. So he was so all over the place. Um, I also really loved um, when Robin Williams mm, was on and we yeah. did that big old gospel number. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, he of ran course. out in the audience and he was, you know, laying on hands and doing the whole thing. And his, his energy was really fantastic. Um, I also really loved, and this is kind of an obscure one, but Sid Caesar was the guest. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and, you know, younger, the younger, Drew went out ahead of time and went, okay, for you young people, this is who Sid Caesar <laughs> is, right? He's, like, basically invented television. Right. You know, <laughs> and, um, and Sid came out, and he was a million years old, but he was so funny and so sweet and such a gentleman. Like, he was an old-school gentleman, charming, sweet, lovely. I just, it was as much that I enjoyed um, meeting him personally as as that what he did was, was really funny. Yeah, I'm only 32, so I definitely don't remember his heyday, but I've definitely seen and read about uh, his work with, like, uh, Imogen Coca and a lot of other great classic comedians of that day. He was very right. funny. Right. Yeah, I don't remember his work either. I'm not that old, <laughs> but I did know. I did know who he was most definitely, oh, and cool. sort of his contribution to the world. Really, you know, without his show, there wouldn't have been SNL in a way. You know, because they were doing since they were doing live TV, which is amazing. And what's really funny is is when we started doing Who's Line. People would be like, oh, it's Friday night. Don't you have to be at work? And it was like, we're not doing live TV. <laughs> <laughs> and even though it's improvised, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not. It's li live it's studio like, audience, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But um, but people would literally be like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Friday. It's almost eight. You need to be at work. <laughs> That's funny. Well, one moment that I uh, <clears throat> remember it sticks in my head <clears throat> that you might not since you, you mentioned that, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, when your piano sped up during the Howard Village People style skit, if you do remember, what in the world happened? Oh, I do remember that, and that's the one that most people remember, like my biggest mess up. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the drums for that were coming out of my keyboard, okay. right? So like it had a drum loop you know, that you could hit start and then you could mm -hmm. play along with the loop, right? So Linda and I were playing along with it. That keyboard had a little tiny button on it that said ACC. And I never knew what that button was and I'd never used it. And I accidentally bumped it while I was oh, playing. No. And ACC stood for accelerate. <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea. Like I didn't know it was there. I didn't know how it happened. When Drew asked what happened, I was just like, like, I just had to turn the keyboard off. I didn't know how to stop it. <laughs> and he's like, when he asked what happened, I genuinely had no idea what I did. Oh, your face was priceless. You're like, I don't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the best part, though, my very favorite part was, you know, it's speeding up, and I'm looking over at Linda, and I'm looking around, and I'm trying to figure it out, and I look up, and Colin is trying to dance 
so fast, right? Like they had those dance moves that were groovy, mm-hmm. and then as it's going faster and oh, faster, yeah. he looked like he was gonna like explode trying <laughs> to keep up with the, t- the tempo on it. I it think I think that of all the people I've talked to, Colin Mockery is usually the fan favorite out of the cast members. Oh yes, he's definitely he's definitely my favorite. I yeah. feel like I feel like I'm more compelled to like Ryan Stiles because I'm six foot four and he's just a tall guy. Ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You also, um, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say the whole cast is is really lovely, you know, yeah, and we 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 get on we get on quite well. It's funny because sometimes people are like, "Oh, dish the dirt," I'm like, "There really isn't any." Um, <laughs> the only dirt I can dish is that Ryan really does hate doing the hoedown. That's about it. <laughs> well, you have done so much. Um, if my memory serves right, you started uh, around with the Groundlings early in Chicago. Mm, um, no, it was Second City. Second Ground- City. Groundlings is L.A. Yeah, it See, was Second City in Chicago. I felt good about that, and then there you go. I just blew it out of the water. <laughs> But uh, Second City, Del Close, the legendary Chicago uh, improv group. Um, mm-hmm. But you also have done uh, some authoring as well. What compelled you to write the improv comedy musician, The Ultimate Guide to Playing Music with an Improv Group? Well, it really was because I found that there was so much instruction out there for teaching people how to do the acting and singing side of it. And there was just very little instruction for doing the musician side of it. Hmm. Plus, the musician, there's usually one musician. There's, you know, six actors, one musician. So you don't even have the chance to sort of learn from your peers the same way. So, you know, it, it, it grew out of that. And then, actually, after doing that, people are like, oh, we wish you could do examples and go deeper in. And that was what then inspired the video series that I'm doing. So it kind of all came out of like a need, a a want for something that just wasn't there, you know? Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I I think, you know, the nine, everything I've read that you have done just mesmerizes the heck out of me. I love talking to these good homegrown Illinois stock. It's always nice to have a reminder that we have some good things going on in this state. There you go. That's right. I'm a Chicago girl through and through. That's awesome. Do you make it back very much? We do. Although, I mean, obviously not during COVID, but right. um, we we normally go probably three or four times a year because awesome. all our family is there. Um, my family's in the Chicago area, and my husband Rick's family is down uh, kind of near Springfield. And so really? grew up on a farm, actually. Yeah. I am literally 45 minutes south of Champaign. Oh, okay. Excellent. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Matt. And when we had our band, we used to play in Illinois and Indiana a lot. Our band, The Sweet Potatoes, mm-hmm. which we no longer have. But when we did, oh. we played in that area a lot because it was sort of a maritime country. It just sort of fit right in. Yeah, I didn't know you didn't still have the band. I made sure and added a picture of the flyer. But hey, shout out to Sweet Potatoes anyway. There you go, exactly. And uh, before we wrap up, I didn't know also until recently, you have a few acting roles to your credit. Um, A couple of good ones too from what I saw, including the Drew Carey Show and 
Christmas with the Cranks, where you were a caroler, from what I read. Uh, what were these experiences like? Um, it was really, it was really fun. Now, with Christmas with the Cranks, all I did was sing, mm-hmm. right? So we got hired, and actually, we didn't even end up doing that. We got hired to be carolers because we were singers, right? So okay. it was everyone there was, was a singer. Sense. And then they decided at the last minute to have us lip sync to tracks. Oh, no. <laughs> so they hired singers who could really sing, and then we just lip sync, which is fine. I didn't care, you know, because we still got to put on the really great costumes. They were like full on, you know, velvet coats and that kind of stuff. Um, so that was really fun. And the Drew Carey show, I was primarily a musician, right? So it was the live episodes. We, they, he did two live episodes, okay. and I they would lining in to improvise, you know, I would like roll in on a cart <laughs> with my keyboard to improvise like a 30 second song in the middle of his show. It was so fun. Oh, but it's also like on his line, the song's done when the song's done. There, they were like, and you need to be done in five, four, three, what? Hold on. <laughs> Trying to improvise the song in such strict time parameters oh, was God. a really interesting experience. Yeah, those are always hard. Yeah, yeah, but it was fun. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed those experiences. It's kind of funny because I feel like I've asked a lot of people over the years, like you had you acted in this, and they're like, "Well, I wasn't acting. I was da 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 da. I was a voice coach, what have you." So it's always interesting how IMDb just like lists people, everybody as an right. actor or actress. Yeah, because basically if you're on camera, they'll call you an actress. You know what I mean? They'll just, yeah. There you go. Well, wrapping up, I always like to give the guests time to promote any future plans or projects that they can discuss, of course, and any other promotion like website or, of course, you can discuss your podcast or any books you have uh, that people could check out. It was really nice talking to you today, Laura. I had a great time really nice talking to you too Ian and um, so we've already talked about the book and then the videos that I'm that I'm finishing up and they, they will be done at the end of the month and that's called A Musician's Guide to Improv Comedy and those will be on teachable.com which I'm super excited about and then I also have some CDs called Improv Karaoke which are karaoke style tracks for people to improvise songs to if you don't have a musician because it's always the thing. There's a million improv actors, and there's so few of us. So it's, there's always the thing of trying to figure out how people can do music improv because it's so fun to do. Um, all of it's available on my website, uh, which is Laura, laurahall.com. Super easy. And um, and when the when my new videos come out, I'm going to have coupons up there for the first hundred customers. So if you want to like go on and sign up on my mailing list, then you'll know like as soon as it comes out. And that's just www.laurahall.com. All right, Laura, thank you so much again. And next time you're up around this way, I would love, uh, my girlfriend and I would love to go out to dinner with you and your awesome husband. That sounds really fun. We'll definitely let you know. Thank you so much, Laura. Best of luck with Who's Line coming up and uh, everything now that COVID is kind of like creeping back to wherever it came from. <laughs> exactly. Thanks so much, Ian. It was really fun. Thank you again. Have a great night, Laura. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
All righty, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Have a great night.